1: merchandise. Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows bags and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite dum-dums and dice characters and their catchphrases go to redbubble.com slash people slash dice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e one more time for the mortals in the back redbubble.com slash people slash dum-dum dice get your merchandise
2: today Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and syrup a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the Spooky Dude. The country sorted out their plans in the morgue they've been given by Angelo de Santi. Everett was concerned about the reach of the Inquisition and suggested laying low. Ridley laid out a plan to destroy the orphans, but needs to be nursed back to health. And Iris is worried about Iggy, while the others are worried about her demon. Can the coterie lay low for two whole weeks to enact our plans, or will things go wrong yet again? Abandon
3: hope, all ye who listen here. So unlike most nights uh, on our show today, uh, we're kind of covering a long span of time. Uh, if you'll recall, uh, we've got kind of a, a two-week recovery spell as uh, the lockdown on Montreal is is slowly eased, uh, as investigations into the uh, the siege of the city are are carried out, um, but also as as our boy Ridley grows his skin back and such, uh, a pretty vital uh, vital piece of the puzzle here, uh, after being grievously uh, injured with with all of the uh, you know fucking Inquisition and at all (laughs) yeah Ridley's at his best when he's not dying I mean aren't aren't we all um so uh this is going to be um structurally a little bit different from what we would normally do um but we're still going to try and treat it similarly if that makes sense so it's two weeks but I don't want to go through like okay so I've got 14 days so here's everything I do we're really just looking for the highlights um and I've already got some down that we're going to do um Iris' uh, we're going to handle next episode uh, just because her objectives right now are different than yours um, since you've decided uh, that uh, Ridley and Everett are kind of on um, dealing with the or- like the orphan situation, so planning that, scouting it, and kind of tying up a bunch of loose ends on your, your side, whereas she and Emily are going uh, to try and find some answers about Drac. Obviously, the two things are somewhat connected, but um, rather than trying to intercut crazily between two investigations, I thought it made more sense to just kind of uh, isolate them uh, So uh, if you're watching this You'll notice Miles uh, isn't on here uh, You'll also notice that uh, She isn't on the audio recording I just want to make clear That she's actually not At this session So that I won't just seem like a prick Who's avoiding talking to One of the characters For the whole show So <laughs> entirely selfish uh, On my part um, Great So um, You're in the teaching hospital now um, You have uh, Kind of your little morgue office um, And uh, you've got um, Your um, Your beds And um, Harvey and Chonky have been transferred uh, to the hospital as well um, and are uh, recovering from their wounds, so they'll be on site with you. Oh, fuck. Chonky's here. Cool. Yeah. Um, if you'll recall, uh, Chonky's. Uh, unless I'm entirely mistaken, uh, the rest of the Bear Boys fucked off, but Chonky was still with you, or did he go with them? Chonky and the Bear Boys went to war with the cops and then we're going to disappear. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought Chunky came with you. So no, Chunky isn't here. We'll deal with that in a few minutes. Sick. Uh, Harvey. Harvey has been been uh, delivered and is is resting up in uh, in one of the uh, little um, jail pods. Um, and yeah, essentially, over the course of, of this session, we're just going to kind of deal with some of the big uh, the big lingering kind of mop up questions post all of that. Uh, now that you're settled and have dealt with the immediate emergencies, um, and we'll go from there. Um, so. Um, First and foremost, is there anything the two of you would like to kind of sort out immediately? Or what would your top priority be? For me, the things that I would like to see uh, over the course of the session, um, checking in on kind of touchstones and allies throughout the city to just get a sense of, of where they are post, post all of this. Um, you have the uh, remaining um, uh, vampiric SWAT guy who's missing an arm, uh, who's been delivered from the snack room um we kind of had a collective brain fart last episode and talked about them like they were humans they were not iris was confused because she had demon blood in her and wasn't paying attention uh they are vampiric yeah um you are still waiting to hear from the bear boys so we'll probably deal with that uh and you wanted to interrogate the hell out of uh the the swat dude vampire guy yeah uh i think the only thing that's that we haven't sorted
1: but theoretically would need to is we need a pretty steady blood supply for ridley so that he can heal because i looked at the rules and it's like you basically just have to be like gorged on blood and do nothing each day to start healing aggravated injuries mm-hmm. uh, and we need to figure out some kind of supply for everett because i think ridley would be fine with essentially using himself as like a filtration system uh or we've got uh, it, it SWAT vampire guy, we could just pump full of blood and draw it back out of, and then just store shit if we have well, access to
3: like a fridge. He, you don't need to pump the vampire guy th- full of blood he he has i mean you'd have to keep him fed but he is that's yeah that's uh, what I, I, see, I see what you mean yeah yeah because um if I, I re-listened to the episode where where we encountered the swat dudes and uh, iris specifically kept him in the snack room for everett as a potential like everett might need this so regardless it does sound like you need a supply of blood now the good thing is you are in a teaching hospital so the ability to get some blood is is less than zero uh, your odds have increased somewhat also given that um you have a vampiric patron now um there is possibility there but also if you'll recall from your conversations uh, with De um, uh, DeSantos, right am I crazy um I'm sorry this the sheet I have yeah uh, DeS- DeS- Angelo de DeSanti? DeSanti, thank you DeSanti, uh, DeSanti is um, a fairly hands-off kind of patron he's, he's put you up but he also is kind of in the midst of a lot of stuff and, and generally kind of expecting that you'll You'll advance his agenda, but he's also a very busy man who's not going to be, like, holding your hand and hanging out. Um, Also, I I feel like, Ridley, given the way you operate, you wouldn't want a weird mid-level boss. Um, So you have some potential for, like, in emergencies, but he can't organize a a steady stream. Also, Ridley, you can't subside on uh, packaged blood just because it's... You have no way of telling what the humor is. Um, you yeah, unless it came from a scumbag. I could well, just that's it, it, right? Out again. Um, but uh, you will be able to use what you can scrounge uh, to minimally keep uh, the uh, uh, the the vampire SWAT guy alive. Not well, but alive.
1: <laughs> All right. So, every, our first fucking problem is that I need the blood of several scumbags, and I'm going to need them fucking every night. And I can't go out, hunting or I don't get any fucking better also uh we need to get some blood and put it into this count and he just points at vampire guy in the corner who i think he probably is just like watching intently all day and he's like and what we take you... it back out of him would you just we... lock him in one of the autopsy
4: that's s- slab
1: beds i feel like we would probably like chain him up and put him in the corner where we we might throw him in one with ridley at night mm, okay. <laughs> but daytime he's sitting there just getting watched sure sure i understand um and then we could take the blood out of him and put it into you. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah,
4: I can go out and find someone to,
1: who deserves, you know, okay, what so you have to do to him. Kind of some dark news. I, I think I need about two people a night. All right, that's one a I be- Only one at the beginning and then another one to fill the tank closer to the end.
4: I will do my best, Ridley.
3: All right, okay. I, so we'll say the action of the uh, sort of the first major action of like probably the first or second night, um, probably second night because you spent yesterday kind of planning in the last session. Um, let's say uh, the, the first major action is uh, Everett, uh, you, you have to go on your, your first like hunt for friends food. Um, so if you could go ahead, please, and roll me uh, either investigation or streetwise and either Wits or Resolve, please.
4: That would be great. It's going to be Wits Investigation. Cool. Um, I've got a hunger rating currently. Are we looking to rouse the blood as we kind of go over several days or nights, nights of, I of activity? I think what we'll or? probably
3: do is uh, we'll do three rouse checks to kind of account for... Average out over the, the the weeks. I just don't want to have to roll
4: like a, a million yeah. gross checks. So shall, shall I do one now before yeah, let's, I do let's this? do one now to, to kick hunting off check. That, yeah. that would be great. All right. So that's a fail. So that's okay. hunger. hunger three.
3: Um, I will say though, Tyler, that um, after Emily delivers uh, the SWAT guy and picks up um, uh, Iris to go, <laughs> a apartment hunting and B um, go go sell for Iggy. Um, he's in, he's still in good, like it's, he's a bit rough, but it's really only been like a day or two. So he's, you you can definitely have a a drink off this guy.
4: Enough to take my hunger level down back to two.
3: Yeah. So it'll, it'll ultimately neutralize it, but nevertheless, it's again, he's not in great shape. He lost a lot of, uh, of blood blood when his arm got ripped off, but, um, Emily was purposefully saving him like, like you would. You know, a half-finished meal that you know will be equally delicious tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. given her uh, her level of, uh, of skill, and uh, now particularly that she's got extra gruesome superpowers, um, yeah, she's uh, she's on side for that. All cool. Right. So, go ahead and roll your uh, your check there, sir. It's so nice to not have to add a bunch of different wacky dice to this. I feel like we've been playing so much Genesis lately. I'm like, oh, I had a setback. Maybe take a boost. Oh, and um, I'm sorry, Tyler, before you give me the result on that, um, Ryan, you can assist on this if you'd like.
1: Yeah, I feel like Ridley would give advice probably in terms of like where he thinks Everett could set up like a consistent place to find victims. So it's not just like Everett spending every night stalking the streets looking for lone scumbags. Um, What do you want me to roll to assist, Tom?
3: Um, Definitely Streetwise. And I think Intelligence. Because this is just you remembering where you think these things would be and also having to convey it in a way that Everett could understand and also in a way that he would find ethically okay enough to like absorb which I honestly think would take Ridley twice as long um be like, just go to the fucking street corner eat a guy and yeah four about. successes on four days okay great um so uh Tyler you can add uh plus two to your result so two more two, successes. You have two two base successes plus whatever you rolled.
4: Does any of that matter if I rolled uh, a messy success? Nope. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, one on a hunger die, uh, like a ten on a hunger die and a ten on a regular die. So messy successy!
3: Yay! Yay! Uh, one day I'm going to have balloons installed. Or, like, blood. It'll just dump blood on me <laughs> like I'm blood. fucking going to prom Baloons and carry. It'll dump it on Tyler. Like, you'll set it up and <laughs> his expression. It'll that be like... Change.
4: It'll, it'll be, be Nickelodeon. Like, yeah. It'll be just like it is now when, when everyone shouts messy successy and I, nothing changes here on my face except just blood all over
3: me it'll be like a 1990s like ytv or nickelodeon game show Uh, i'm gonna get slimed yeah 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 it's it's gonna be great uh is patreon money well spent uh says i uh okay shit man that is wild okay um okay yeah I, i i all right i got you so um in total, Tyler, you just had the two successes. Is that correct?
4: If you're looking for a total of successes, I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Two of those were crits. Oh, my God. Plus and I had another Ryan, four. So, nine. You <laughs> <An> 11
3: total. i going to stop letting you roll Investigation, dude. Um, I mean, well, I'm, I'm a monster anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Okay, bud. Um, can you please go ahead and roll... Um, I mean, it's not entirely shocking Everett would be able to find a criminal organization.
4: I believe that that's well within his wheelhouse.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would agree. But um, now he ate
4: them. Oops. Yeah, now it's going to be like, children on a playground, criminal organization.
3: <laughs> I'm kidnapping these babies. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so I need you to roll, please, on the, the Wheel of Victims. Um, this, as you'll recall, is a yeah. uh, out of 50. Oh. Of
2: Victims!
3: victims. Yes. Ba-ba-ba-da! uh the price is right (laughs) yeah i don't know i feel like that should be the theme song for everything um yeah it's like plinko uh that that yodeling one and then a wheel of victims where drew Carey's just like this guy you can eat
1: yeah (laughs)
3: that's very funny um okay so um tyler what kind of dice do you have there my 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 dude i've got them all okay the whole set um, so, uh, if you could please roll a D 100 and then we're going to divide by two. Um, and with that many successes, uh, I'm going to say, if you could do this, uh, four times, please. Uh, we're dividing
4: each result by two. You can just give me the 100 score. I'll do the division on my okay. end. Okay. So the first roll is a 15. Dean. 45. 98. 34 and it was four total rolls. Uh, I'm sorry, five, five, uh, six, uh, yeah, 65. Okay, interesting. Um, so, uh, thank you for doing the dividing on that because that would have taken me a lot longer to get those results to you.
3: <laughs> oh, no worries, dude, no worries. Um, it's much easier to just be on the receiving end and not worrying about anything else, it makes it much faster. Uh okay, one moment as i just look through the wheel of victims to figure out who exactly uh, is getting the shit end of the stick tonight. Uh, 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 uh duh, 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 duh. oh interesting. We've got some interesting ones today. And one last guy. Oh yeah. Interesting. Okay, great. Um, so Everett, uh, as you you begin your investigations, um, it uh, there is of course that kind of sickening feeling you have that you're you're doing this. Like this is a an objectionable thing <clears throat> to you, of course, to be out hunting uh, for humans. But also over the past few days, um, and with the the siege of the city, like. And not everything that happened at Elysium and Sorcha and uh, Sorca, rather, and, and all that, you, you've you had your, your moral framework rattled uh, pretty hard. And I think at this point, there's that sort of niggling concern about the ethics of this. But also, you're just so tired and kind of you've been run through the ringer. And regardless of the ethics of what you're doing, your friend will die if you don't do this. Um, and... I know you, you don't have like the closest relationship with Ridley, but at this point there's enough question marks floating around that the three of you desperately need each other because like, basically if you don't want to make, if you don't want to meet the sun and take your true death, you kind of need Iris and, uh, and, uh, Ridley for the foreseeable. But, um, the good news is you are able to click back into old habits. Uh, it's a little bit like losing yourself in your work. Um, you're actually able to embrace investigation again for a while and um, with Ridley's recommendation for uh, kind of sketchy places to keep an eye out for, um, you uh, you find a, a few a uh, few interesting folks. So um, and we'll say that this happens over a couple of days. So you're actually investigating over a couple of days. Ridley, you've kind of I think committed to just having to wait. Um, so it's a hard couple of days for you. Yeah. Um, but we can talk about what you what you're kind of doing over that. But eventually, uh, Everett, um, you, feel relatively confident um, that you have found uh, some potential scumbags. So um, there's a burglar um, who is making the most of the uh, the disaster uh, that has befallen Montreal um, and is basically like looting apartments um, with relative ease uh, just because uh, people have fled. Um, the entire city is uh, kind of under martial law at this point. Um, but during... Uh, There's just, it's too big for everyone to be like off the streets at night, plus the recovery efforts are so big. So there's a lot more police presence, but there's also just a lot of of chaos as as the city begins to rebuild and sort of sort through the wreckage. Um, So, uh, got a burglar. Um, There's a firefighter, uh, you find, who um, seems to be... Uh, also taking advantage of the the kind of ruined state, um, whenever the uh, the engine is stopped, uh, you can see that this guy is uh, basically also looting. So after he's done kind of checking the wreckage of a place, if he's found anything of value, he's kind of just stuffing it into his jacket and getting back in the fire truck, which I think rubs you the wrong way. In like a like theoretically, firefighting is such a noble profession that just like someone using that position during a time of like disaster relief to. Line their own pockets is, is pretty disgusting. This time
1: it's personal.
3: <laughs> this time I will fight the fire fight. Um, there is a, a store clerk um, for a uh, an independent uh, sort of bodega uh, who has jacked up their prices on uh, ne- like necessities, so water, uh, bandages, anti like uh, Tylenol, um, all the things you would kind of need in in a crisis. Uh, and is making a a tremendous profit off it. It's a little bit like when the masks and hand sanitizer thing started where just if you had it, you could charge whatever you wanted and people would pay. Um, You um, managed to overhear um, uh, an office worker um, sort of in the early evening uh, when you're starting to get a little bit more bold um, who is uh, talking about having made uh, a bunch of money um, off of uh, the... uh, the deaths and um, injuries of his co-workers by being able to scoop their clients and making uh, a tidy profit by basically just absorbing their business um, a little bit like the setup for billions if you've watched billions um, and finally there's just a good old-fashioned drug dealer you're so happy to see someone who is uh, just doing that and again is Uh, Seemingly uh, inflated prices on things like opiates um, and is clearly getting a bunch of uh, people who have suffered uh, during the attack uh, hooked. Um, Now, because you're old and messy successy, to Ryan's point, um, I'm going to say that uh, the drug dealer angle actually opens up a larger field of investigation for you. Um, it seems to be. He seems to be part of an operation. There are people arriving to like resupply him. Like he's not just a, a, a random guy. Um, and we'll deal with what the messy success he actually does later. Um, which of these characters would you like to take back? Try, attempt to abduct for Ridley.
4: Um, the uh, the store clerk, I think.
3: So you arrive uh, having observed this for a while, you arrive at the uh, the bodega um, to see um, a uh, a mother kind of with like babe in arms um, uh, crying saying like, uh, like uh, please without formula the, the all the other stores have been picked over. you're the only one who has any like please have a heart I can't possibly pay that and um, uh, the clerk who is is just like um I uh, think like a, a, a Jason seagull type so just kind of like a generally affable looking guy uh, wearing like a you know a, a hab sweater or something you know, just uh, you know shrugs and says look I'm really sorry lady but um, that's the price you know uh sure your your pharma pre would normally have it but they all sold out uh, and a bunch of them got leveled when the buildings came down so it's like I'm your only option unless you think Amazon's gonna deliver to a war zone am I right so Sorry. Um, and uh, in tears, the, uh, the mother uh, turns and leaves. And uh, this guy goes back inside the store and uh, just uh, turns, turns the news up. And you can hear reports of um, uh, enforcement agencies from around the country coming in. Uh, the rare case of allowing the FBI to operate um, on Canadian soil has been authorized. Um, and uh, a bunch of like the usual government platitudes of like, we're working very hard. We will find this. And then the usual kind of like, six different terrorist organizations have taken credit for this. None of them can provide any details and have had no follow-up. And CSIS cannot identify that any of them would be involved, but we're looking into it. Um, So he settles back in and uh, just starts uh, eating um, uh, like uh, nuts out
4: of a little little satchel. Uh, So I'll come in and uh, I'll... uh... I'll first like walk through the a little convenience store and, and see if anyone else is here. Uh no,
3: there isn't. He's um you get the sense that he's uh he's protecting it a bit. Like they're, they're he's not letting a bunch of people in all at once. It's again similar to COVID, right? Just let a few people in at a time. Right. Okay. Um actually hang on, let me roll a dice and see if there's Okay, yeah,
4: no, it's just you. Okay. Um So then I will um I'll go up to him and I'll say, uh, um, "Your uh, your medical supplies over here, your gauze, your bandages. It's all so expensive. Are those prices right?"
3: Oh, uh, yeah, those prices are very right, uh, big guy. Uh, you know, it's times are tough here in Montreal, and no one's. I mean, look, I mean, between you and me, obviously more stuff's going to come back in, and as the the farmer' prize open up again. Get restocked, fine. But till then, uh, a guy like me can make a pretty tidy profit. So, listen, you need some gauze, some bandages. They're all no name brand, but you know they'll do the job. Well,
4: that's unacceptable. That's that's awful. I, that's capital one, baby. I want to speak to your manager. I own the place, asshole. Why don't you get you're out the of the o- store? You're the only one here. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know what? I will go. And I walk to the door, and I stop. And I flip the open sign to closed and I lock the door from the inside because it doesn't need a key from the inside. It's just a little turn latch. Uh, Yep. Uh, You get hit in the back. Uh, by uh, the roar of a shotgun.
1: Dum Dumbs and Dice would like to invite you to check out their flagship podcast, Dum Dums and Dragons. It's a show where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It features Laura Elizabeth as the Wizard Alan, Tyler Hewitt as the Thief Quinny, and Ryan Laplante as a cleric named Butthole. Through their first season, these heroes experience the minds of Fandelver. but starting in season two, they step into a world of fully original adventures from the mind of Tony. Tom McGee, follow them from the beginning of their quest through five more seasons and beyond. Check it out now. Dom, doms, and dragons.
3: You get hit in the back uh, by uh, the roar of a shotgun uh, and are thrown forward into the the glass. Uh, Your face goes through the window. Um, You're going to take... uh, two points of superficial damage. Uh, I've run out of superficial, so this is now aggravated then? Uh, yes, I think that'll okay. translate to one point of aggravated. Okay. Um, and it's, again, like, I, I think... I, I kind of like to imagine this as uh, Sideshow Bob stepping on a rake level of pain. Like, you're just... You're you're still so rough that it's like... it. You, you can feel the pellets dig into your back and, like, into your core. But it's just kind of that... Uh, <laughs> like... You've, yeah. had, you've had worse over the past few days. Um, and, Tom, uh, quick quick question from a visual perspective. Does Everett still have the bullet hole in his forehead?
1: I would. So I would imagine Everett... you'd be wearing like a hat low over yeah. your... Yeah. 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 So my follow-up question is, does the shotgun blast take the hat off? Because that's just like a good turnaround oh. vampire reveal.
3: Yeah, 100%. I think your, your face <laughs> goes through the glass, the hat falls off. Uh, you turn around with like shards of glass in your face. Uh, what do you do?
4: Oh, I'm still... I turn around, I'm standing up. Okay. Um, yeah, it's literally like you you turned the lock, the force of the,
3: the blast hit you, and you stumbled forward in, into the glass, um, and uh, now you're
4: turning around. Or uh, not, it depends. You can also leave. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> he shot me in the back. Okay, I'm a full monster now. I'll kill him here, and I'll bring his corpse back if he's going to fight like this.
3: uh, Yeah, sounds good. Um, so, uh, describe what you do.
4: I shoot him in the face.
3: <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> so in your mind, you, you you spin around. You see his eyes go wide. Uh, you reach for your gun, um, but it's weird because like you have this perfect image of like reaching for your gun, leveling it, um, and uh, pulling the trigger, um, and then suddenly you're wet. Uh, which seems strange. And as you blink a couple times, uh, you realize that uh, your mind was drawing a gun, but the beast had other plans. So due to your messy successy, you have uh, torn this man apart. Uh, You've leapt over the counter. You're the beast within um, essentially uh, carrying out the will of shooting a man in the head with its own kind of means. Um, so as you, you kind of come to out of uh, this, this fog of, of what you've been imagining, uh, you just see a an employee of the month wall, um, just of small portraits behind uh, behind the counter, splattered with blood. And it's his name. It's like Andrew Packers every his single own time.
4: He employee of the month
3: wall? He does. Look, it's a lonely job. Um, uh, and as you kind of see the blood splattered over that, you look down at, at uh, Andrew Packers and realize that you have, have like, uh, filleted and gutted him essentially uh, he is very dead um, good news is you just got yourself a shotgun unfortunately there's not a whole lot to bring back to eat um, It's you can maybe bring back a limb um, but won't be well, the good fresh stuff
4: I'll go over to the you know the like the, the, the kitchen uh, essentials kitchen kind of section of this little convenience store grab a a little box of those, like garbage bags. Just rip a garbage bag out, and I'll, I'll actually pick up as many chunks as I can. Just stoop down, <laughs> kind good. of groaning, like dad doing a chore style. Just like, yeah, all right. And it's like <laughs> scooping bits of jerk right. into a, a bag. Um,
3: meanwhile, um, uh, Ridley, um, <clears throat> your uh, one of your burner phones uh, has received some emoticons. Um, it, uh, you see uh, a picture of a, a car, um, and a picture of a fox, uh, and an address.
1: Uh, I'll call the number back because that's really all he does. <clears throat> um, so, uh, uh, I know I had one. Oh, yeah, because I would have had a central burner, which would be the one chunky could
3: reach me on. So this yeah. does make sense. So, uh, you, uh, pick up the phone and, uh, you hear a, or so you, you, you dial the number and, uh, you hear a, uh, well, hi. You've reached uh Rupert uh, St. John Smythe. How can I help you? You texted me. Oh, uh, hey, boss. It's uh, it's me, uh, Chunky.
1: Oh, that's a good fucking cavern name and voice. All right, what's up, Chunks? Oh, good,
3: good. I'm I'm glad you're all right, boss. Uh, listen. So, uh, we uh. It took us a little time to, to, to shake the... And we'll, we'll argue, like, I'm cutting away to this now. This probably happened over a span of days, and same way Tyler's thing's happened over a span of days, and then we'll, we'll re-sync when, when he comes back with the blood bag. Um, it was like, uh, so after uh, a few of us got, got dinged by the cops pretty good, so we, we had to lay low for a bit, but uh, we've come up with a pretty good cover. Um, listen, uh, you, you let us know where you, where you need us. Uh, we're still a little bit uh, thrown to the wind and getting our shit together, but we've got at least... a. Uh, uh, Two uh, two Lexus is worth of guys. Uh, we uh, gotta warn you boss. We look a little bit different. Uh, figured uh, people would be looking out for a big bunch of burly biker dudes. Uh, so we we embraced the uh, the the other uh, image. We thought we could get away with. Uh, as you know, uh, a lot of the boys have pretty epic facial hair, and we, we've all got uh, dad bod physiques to die for. So uh, we're going by the Silver Foxes now. Uh, we're uh, dressed like a bunch of upper middle class assholes uh, and uh, just driving around in nice cars. Uh, but uh, we're ready. We're ready to get back to work, boss, whenever you need us.
1: All right. Well, I'm glad to hear you're okay. So I like the the rebranding. I think is fucking clever uh, up next spoiler alert. We're going to fuck up the orphans. That's our old goal. I'm going to do research. Now we'll probably take off in a few weeks as I've been burnt to shit and going to get put back together. But I mean, I've got Everett bringing me people. Everett's the self-controlled one, able to get a job done. Bring me a couple of living victims, get me up and running, and we'll be fucking fine.
3: Yeah, all right. Well, you, you let me know if you need our help uh, picking people up. We're, uh, we're capable of doing that again. Uh, somewhat limited numbers, but we can definitely help out. Uh, I've also um, cut a few people loose. Yeah, we might be in touch. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, I lost you there. The phone, phone line was breaking up. Definitely not our internet connection in the game. Uh yeah boss uh, I, I had to cut a couple of the boys loose um after the fiasco with the uh, TJ Malone's uh, didn't want any more leaks so uh you should find the remainder of the uh the smartest and meanest of the bunch and listen we take out the orphans uh I got I got a plan for you boss uh for for afterwards but I guess it doesn't matter until we actually take them out nice I like fucking plans.
1: That's good. Oi, could I send you to pick up some fucking gloves? <laughs> so Ridley he doesn't have his vampire killing gloves. Oh, uh, His fake movie prop.
3: Yeah, boss. Absolutely. Uh, hang on. I'll just, uh, I'll get one of the, the cars. Where, whereabouts are they?
1: I'll uh, give him. Sure. He'll, I guess. Yeah. He, he'd know, he'd know addresses. He's can't yeah. know that because that shit gets said out loud. So yeah, he'd send them to Iris's
3: neighbors. Sure. Great. So, um, uh. Rupert St. John Smythe, aka Chonky, um, agrees uh, and uh, is sending a couple of the boys over. Cool. Cool.
1: Uh, And obviously, if the boys need a hideout or like Chonky needs a place to fucking hide because he's a vampire, they can come here. Like Ridley's not going to lie about where he is. Like they'll know. Like I am at this hospital in this. He
3: he lets you know that um, they've, uh, for now, given that their numbers are somewhat reduced, um, they've rented a townhouse. Uh, the boys have made like decent money o- over time. Like they're they're part of the gang because they like being in a gang, not because they they need the cash. So, um, uh, one of them uh legitimately rented a a townhouse, and uh, they're all staying there for now, um, keeping up the uh, the silver fox uh motif.
1: That's fucking great, fucking great, chunks. I'm fucking proud of you. We're going to get you a fucking raise. Like, next time you get a bigger share of the old pirate ship, I'm telling you.
3: Oh, that, that's great, boss. Thanks. Listen, uh, I'd also appreciate some, like, uh, like a rundown about the, the whole vampire thing. Uh, uh, I, I'm i making do because I've kind of seen what, what you guys have done for a while, but uh, wouldn't, wouldn't mind a, a chat at some point. Yeah, you know, I swing by the hospital
1: and I'll walk you through what I fucking know. I think that's more than fair. And yeah. I'll do a better job than whoever taught me because it was, like,
3: two hours on a plane. All right, yeah, that, that sounds bad. All right, listen, let me get those gloves for you and I'll swing by. Thank you, thank you, friend. We'll talk soon. All right, yep. Uh, ta-ta for now. Uh, and then he hangs up. Oh, yeah, that's fucking good.
1: That's fucking good. He's fucking good, isn't he? He just says to the vampire tied up in the corner and then he mm-hmm. looks at him and
3: goes, I'm going to call you leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um, Everett, uh, you return with the, the sack of... of
4: <laughs> the sack of store clerk. So what drop the fuck the happened bag to you? In front of you, uh, and I'll, I'll, uh, we're in a hot like a school, but it's like a hospital school. It's right? like yeah. the morgue part of us. Yeah, yeah. So, hospital.
3: so yeah. like if if you think about it this way, there's sort of the training hospital piece that obviously has function as as a hospital as well. But yeah, the, the morgue downstairs gets a lot less traffic than you know a city morgue would because it it's mostly cadavers for um, teaching, not for. Just general right. examination. So the, the foot traffic is light enough that you could easily slip in. The whole gonna, the whole point of, of picking the university, if you'll recall, is that it, there's enough foot traffic constantly right. that it's a lot easier
4: to just kind of get away with this shit. I'm going to grab those, like, long pincers um, off of one of the uh, tables and one of their, like, metal dishes. And I'm basically going to, like, I'm going to drop the sack of shit uh, in, in front of you because you're hanging out in the lounge, Right.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. he would be, like, laying across at uncomfortable couches. Uncomfortable
4: couches? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. drop that in front of you, and I'll basically walk to the other end of the lounge and open the door to, like, the staff, like, washroom. And I'll, I'll, like, I'll turn around to face you through the doorway to, like, talk to you. But I'm also looking over my shoulder in the mirror and, like, picking buckshot out of my, like, shoulder behind me. Okay, uh, so and I'll that's... say, uh, I was shot.
1: Well, how did you get shot? I By turned my fact?
4: back on a store clerk.
1: Well, what the fuck's in the bag?
4: The store clerk.
1: I'm not going to fucking eat it. You realize we can only drink from people who are alive, right? They have to be fucking alive. This is just a bag of shit.
4: All right. Give me about 20 minutes here and I'll make another stop. (laughs) Well,
1: did you... I. You normally lecture me about how stupid my fucking team is. Did you clean up the mess? Did you burn the place down? I honestly don't even remember how I got here. Okay. Do you know where the stall was?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I could get back there.
1: Okay. Just a second. (laughs) It's goes right back to the place. It's like, Chunky, you know that whole thing about you guys laying low? i got a job.
3: (laughs) Talk to me over it. and make it fucking go away. Um, says, uh, Yep. Uh, sure thing, boss. I'll uh, get someone to buy the real estate. We'll uh, uh, flip the building. Uh, we'll call in crime, see if we can get the cops it up, and then um, I don't know. We'll turn it into a froyo shop or something, something innocuous. Maybe an A and W. That sounds great. Uh, if, if there's any body parts or anything you need to make disappear, use our
1: construction contacts. So we can just bake it into the fucking foundation somewhere.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure thing, boss. Uh, yep. Yeah, we'll get right on that for you okay cool also i've got half a body in a fucking bag at the hospital so i'll give that to you when you drop off the gloves uh yeah sure boss there should be an incinerator on site though shouldn't there oh yeah yeah we'll just fucking do that i've never had an hospital before you know this is more about me than it's about you thanks
1: chunky we'll talk soon and he hangs uh, up and he's like gotta hit a fucking incinerator okay yeah you can incinerate this Everett, and then you can can go get the but also, you might need more blood for you because I'm thinking you're starting to approach as fucked up as I am.
4: I'll just put another. Uh, I'll like, take like a doctor's coat and like put it over, and I'm like that'll do for now.
3: Great. So, Doctor Everett, uh, you strike out into the night. Uh, who is your secondary target? Of the
4: people that I scouted yep.
3: first, we've got uh, the burglar, the firefighter, the office drone, and the drug dealer.
4: Uh. The office drone won't have a shotgun, so I'll go. <laughs> I'll go to them.
3: All right. So um, the this being now kind of like late into the evening, um, you you find them at a a, a fancy bar um, that is uh, still open uh, despite the uh, the chaos that's befallen Montreal. Um, and much like, uh, you know, if you remember, like, the Boston Marathon bombing or in, any of those sorts of events, like, there's all those, like, signs up around, like, Montreal strong and, like, they've already got the ribbon campaigns going because uh, it's been a few days and the, the city's rallying. Also, like, Montreal is definitely a city with, with an attitude and a spirit. Like, it's, you know, some cities are just kind of there. Montreal definitely has a vibe to it. So Montreal is, like, pulling real hard um, to kind of recover. And you, you get the sense that, you know, there's, like, signs up being, like, you know, $1 from every cocktail goes to um uh, you know, uh rebuilding Montreal and, and to the relief fund. Um I think you're immediately struck by the fact that this is a bunch of rich assholes who could just be spending their money on the relief fund rather than drinking cocktails and being like, I'm I'm doing a good thing uh by being here. But, you know, it's not it's not your bar. Mm-hmm. Um you arrive uh and it's uh you find that it's um a uh it's like a weird um like one of those upscale genre bars. I don't know if you've ever encountered one of these. There's, there was one in Toronto for a bit that was like a Harry Potter themed bar. But it was also like an incredibly expensive hipster bar. Like it didn't feel like, oh, cool. Like I'm in Harry Potter. It was like, oh, man, I'm going to pay a lot of money for like Accio cocktail. Yeah. Um, so it's that kind of vibes. So you walk in okay. and it is uh, uh, a fantasy themed. It was clearly trying to cash in on Game of Thrones. So it's like a fantasy themed bar. Um but if someone who kind of hates fantasy made it, um, so uh, the uh, there's uh, two bartenders uh, working as you kind of like make your way in. Um, and uh, you uh, you you see your your Mark um, sitting at the bar, um, kind of talking up um, a, uh, a a couple of ladies who are clearly just kind of trying to enjoy their night. Um, and he's just like, dungeon dragon my dudes get these ladies more drinks hey ladies they're on me they're on me you made a bunch of money recently you know it's pretty good it's pretty good hey uh yo uh boys one, one, one for me too huh one
4: for me um i'll uh i'll i'll sorry he's at the bar
3: uh yes he he's um he's at the bar these two ladies are sitting next to him um there's also um a uh a really like gaudy bright jacket hanging uh like a suit jacket hanging off a hook um at the at the, the stool next to him uh at the bar and uh, a drink so clearly he's there with someone
4: they're just in the bathroom or something okay i'll uh i'll pull up to the bar uh and i'll i'll, I'll say you know i'll uh i'll have a beer and uh i'll uh, i'll buy a drink for uh this gentleman over here it looks like he's celebrating something.
3: Uh, and uh, he turns and uh, sort of flashes you a, a broad grin um, I think uh, you can think of this guy as um, like a uh, he's gonna be I'd say like a, a slightly older Michael Sarah um, so just still has very much like a baby face he has got like little uh, thin glasses uh, and uh, he just uh, kind of uh, smiles and says oh well uh, thanks buddy that's uh that's great hey hey uh- you know, if you're in in the drink buying mood, uh, my 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 pal's coming back in a minute. You mind grabbing him one too? Sure, sure.
1: Where's right. your friend?
3: Where? Oh, he's uh, he just hit the can. He'll, he'll, oh, actually, there, there he is now. Uh, and you turn, and you see um, a uh, kind of like a, a stocky older guy. He's bald. He's got a little white beard. Um, and uh, the um, office drone is like smiling at you expectantly. He's like, ah. Uh, Yeah, I already agreed. So
4: yeah, I'm fine to get.
3: Well, I also I I think he's he's looking to you as though you're going to be like really impressed uh, with who he's here with. uh, But uh, you don't recognize the guy. His hockey friend, yeah, I know. You don't watch hockey. Uh, But a moment later, uh, Don Cherry pulls up a stool and says,
0: "Oh, uh, hey there. uh, This guy's uh, buying drinks. That's uh, pretty good. That's a good uh, good thing that's going on here. Yep, it's good. All right. Uh, we I'll have one and." uh, you got one for my buddy uh, Marcus here. He's uh, he's my nephew.
4: Okay, Marcus time, is I, the one.
1: I was gonna say I know Everett's rules, but fucking eat him. Just fucking eat him right now in the bar. <laughs>
4: <laughs> vampires are real. Oh, <laughs> uh,
3: uh,
0: listen, no, I don't know about the va-
3: uh, Don. Don, uh, sir, out of time, Don. Don, I vampires. I are couldn't. Real, I couldn't drink Don
4: with those with those uh, <laughs> the- jowls. No, with the way he wears those shirts, oh yeah, up his, like yeah. up to his chin. Yeah, he color. knows vampires are real. I couldn't get in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it. Just to be, I want to make sure that I'm clear on this. The office worker that I identified earlier. Mm-hmm. As my target is his nephew here, right? That's that's correct. And I yep. don't know Don Cherry from Adam, so that's he's you do some eccentric you... old man in a weird jacket.
3: Yeah, I think uh, ever you've been around enough. Like I also think even this was probably true when you were down south as well. Like you, you just don't watch a lot of stuff. Like you're not you're not that guy. So yeah. you I think are are well acquainted with this is probably someone I should know and probably know enough to roll with it. Um, but also. You, yeah, you don't know. You can just kind of guess that, like, oh, celebrity of some sort. Um, and uh, and yet they're both at the bar. That said, if you did need more information on Don Cherry, uh, you could uh, text uh because uh, he would definitely be the one to, like, give you the rundown on who
4: goes to what bars. Um, okay. So if he's looking to me like, huh, huh, I guess I'll pick up on me like, oh, wow, look, Look who it is! Um,
0: and uh, he says, "Oh no, uh, please, please! Uh, you know I'm just a just a regular guy like you, and uh, you already bought a beer, so uh, that's you're you're in my books. Uh, here, here, uh, take a seat, take a seat, join us at the bar. We're, we're celebrating Marcus here. Made a uh, made a bunch of money. I uh, made a bunch of money today. And he's just uh, he's a good he's a good uh, you know local boy, uh, local Canadian boy, and he, he made good. And he like slaps Marcus on the back, and Marcus like
3: bounces off the bar." Like he's uh he is he's a skinny little guy. Um but he kinda sits up and, and gives the thumbs up. Like he's real proud of himself. Um Yep, he is clearly an idiot.
4: Right. <laughs> uh I'll say uh wow, I am just uh starstruck, you know, if I can if I can be honest here. Would you mind if I took a picture of us together?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, always happy to uh, to help out a fan. Uh and he
3: just kinda like shoves Marcus out of the way and says, All right, uh
0: i'll give you a thumbs up uh go bruins
4: that's uh that's great uh and i'll i'll take a selfie with him and i'll text it to dead and be like who is this and can can ridley eat him (laughs) uh so um
3: uh you know you you engage in awkward small talk uh mostly marcus like ranting about how how good he is and and don kind of ranting about uh the stuff Don rants about. It's kind of an incoherent circle of of just, like, vaguely xenophobic comments and then just, like, weird hockey anecdotes. Um, you care for neither. Um, Dederick uh, messages you back, uh, kind of like a bunch of, like, surprise and excited emojis. Uh, and he uh, says, oh, uh, hey, Everett. Uh, it's it's obviously in text, but you're, you can hear it in his voice. It's so great to hear from you. Um, He's pretty high profile, uh, both hated and loved. So... I'm sure Ridley could but it's probably going to draw a bunch of attention and if I understand correctly from from everything uh you guys said at Elysium you're trying to lay low so maybe don't kill a a a major scandal-ridden Canadian celebrity question mark question mark or do I don't know also is that bar terrible I heard it's terrible let me know and then he has Uh, xoxo and he sends another one being like sorry about the xoxo I don't know I'm sorry just felt natural we're not there yet I'm sorry okay bye
4: I'll text back, um, we're vampires, all bars are terrible. Uh, is his nephew important?
3: Uh, and he just types back, he has a nephew?
4: Great. Um, is this, are we still riding on my uh, messy success? Or No,
3: your messy success was handled by your uh, murder... Okay. Uh, because as as written, the messy successy, uh, which of course is how it's also labeled in the book, is generally meant to just be like a bigger, more bombastic version of the action you're trying to do. So, okay. in trying to shoot him, the beast just took over and ripped him up, rather than letting you shoot him. But that okay. was it. That that okay. that
4: solved for for messy successy. Okay. Um. So then, I will spend the night at this bar, paying for their drinks, getting them good and wasted. Um until they are fall down drunk. And then I will offer to uh you know, help uh you said his name, I don't Marcus. remember his name. Marcus. I-, I will offer to help Marcus. Marcus Alexander. I'll offer to help Marcus uh catch a cab.
3: Uh that's great. Yeah, by this point Don has taken photos with a bunch of other people and is just like generally ignoring what you guys are doing. So he just goes,
0: Oh yeah, yeah that, that's uh, that's great. You uh, you take him back. He's my uh, fifth favorite nephew. Okay, alright, great.
3: Um, and then he uh, trips over a bar stool and smashes his head off a table. He's fine, but it hurts like a bitch. Right? He falls down uh, and farts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He has a fart attack. Um, his <laughs> pants fall down. Um, <laughs> it turns out his underwear equally ridiculous to the suits. Um, and Flat, uh, bow tie. Yeah. Just as as you leave, uh,
0: you you hear him uh, uh, muttering into his cell phone. He's like, Oh uh, yeah, Ron. Hey, I know we don't work together anymore. Can you come pick me up? You always uh, take care of me, Ron. Ron. Oh, I must have lost signal. I'm so desperately alone. Uh and
3: then you uh you leave the bar um and Marcus is like, "This is really nice of you, man. You're really nice." Uh so listen like, do you need do you need like insider stock tips or something? Why are you helping me, bud?
4: Uh the cab we get into is uh a Dinkeldorf cab. <laughs> um yeah. and I I just like to like a line to like close out the scene before we like arrive at the morgue is just uh, you think I'm nice now your uncle's six favorite cousin is about to get some fantastic news.
2: This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante, at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt, at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles, at Meggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee, at Magee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's logos are by Decapitated Markers, at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now, by Chase Allen Willis, and Traffic by Kyle. Angle And all our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. That's J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dumbs and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at Dice, And on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dice. We've also got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash Dice, And most importantly, you can join our Patreon of Darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night.
1: Ah, 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 spoon. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, the Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V. Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, and Gillian Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com/slash/dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
4: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.